From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Afternoon Edition. So this is my battle against the next storm. It's the broom and that drain. Broom and drain right now on the Afternoon Edition. Communities and neighbors taking action as a lot of rain is on the way. Are you ready? Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Reed Cowan. So the Bay Area bracing for another atmospheric river. San Francisco residents and businesses can get up to 10 free sandbags from the good folks at the Public Work Operations Yard. It's just south of Potrero Hill between 101 and 280. You have to enter through the Marin Street and Kansas Street gates. We caught up with one woman getting ready, picking up some of those sandbags for her mom. She says they wish they had sandbags in January when the storms really flooded their house. We're taking out all the precautions we can, doing everything we can, and if it still happens, you know what, it was just meant to do some upgrades, if that's the case. But for now, we're making sure we exhaust every avenue we can. Sounds like a true planner. All right, so you can pick up those sandbags from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You just need to show them proof of residence. City of Oakland clearing out storm drains, getting ready. They also want you and business owners to do the very same in your neighborhood. The city says clearing out drains can help prevent that flooding and the accumulation of water. And some road preps happening right now as we speak. Caltrans shutting down a section of Highway 17 in Santa Clara County. They're clearing out fallen trees that were damaged in last month's storms. One southbound lane from Bear Creek to Summit Road will be closed today through Friday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. getting ready. Next Monday through Wednesday, a northbound lane is going to close the very same hours from Summit Road to Blossom Hill Road. We'll reiterate that online as well. So taking a look outside at several of our cameras views pretty today. Really, you can see the sun clouds and it's a good day to get your stuff done. Get out your task list. Let's get over to first alert meteorologist Darren Peck. Darren, this time tomorrow, not so easy to get out and get the groceries. Yeah, by about now, we're going to see some of the more noticeable showers move on shore. We could see rain as early as late morning tomorrow, really. But it's the early afternoon when the heavier rain is going to start to pick up. If we look at first alert Doppler now, we're, we're done with this morning system. We're looking at blue sky. If we put this into the future cast and play this forward, we stay that way through today. And we'll see a much more impressive slug of moisture come our way for Tuesday. A few light showers are possible in the morning, but then we get into the early afternoon and that's when we see some of the heavier rain show up. And then we'll pretty much be in that for much of the rest of Thursday afternoon into the evening. We're still seeing kind of a bit of an uptick in rain here going into Friday morning. This is now Friday, 6 a.m., 7, 8, 9. And then by the time we get into Friday afternoon, things will lighten up a bit only to pick back up again on Saturday. So it's going to be a lot of rain in a short period of time. We'll talk about the flood watch and we'll talk about the wind advisory. Both of them are a factor with this. I'll see you with that in just a bit. Reed, back to you. Headline there. Be prepared. Thank you so much. So while we're all watching for all the rain, some in San Francisco are looking at the damage from the last storm. As Jose Martinez is about to show you, they're worried about what might happen to their homes this time. This is what the playground of a preschool in the Mission looked like two months ago after a retaining wall collapsed on New Year's Eve. We're back to see how they're doing and getting ready for yet more rain. It's still a mess. Um, we have not uh, we have not received any support from either the city, state, or FEMA. Bethica Queen, executive director of Centro Las Olas, tells me that nothing has been fixed, so the concern is real here as another atmospheric river approaches the Bay Area. The big problem is, you see the, the water here, it all flows down and goes right into her house. Right into Mary Colton's house. 
So this is my battle against the next storm, is the broom and that drain. <laughs> An ongoing battle. Her house keeps flooding every time it rains. Well, the water was about 12 inches high back here when it came through. And you can see from the mold on the sheetrock uh, that will verify that it was quite high. So every action matters. And then you had to put this sandbags here to protect Fortunate, this whole thing. Yeah, well, the water heaters were, uh, they, the pilots went out. They wouldn't restart. And it was four days before PG&E could turn the hot water back on. Fortunately, the furnaces stayed on or I would have had to move out. Despite the challenges, Bethika, Mary, and the other neighbors affected are coming together to support one another during this difficult time. Oh, it's very slippery, and yeah. I, my balance isn't that great. But I hope you call me when you need someone to sweep that out, Mary. Yeah. Well, I've got the broom right inside the door yeah. now. They tell me the plan is to check the roof for leaks and add more sandbags all over the properties to prevent more damage. And it's a long-term plan because they're still struggling to figure out how to fix the mess that they already have in their backyards. Back to you. All right, Jose, that's proof positive we need each other. Check on your neighbor. We'll be keeping a close eye on this approaching atmospheric river for the first alert weather. And the updates that come, all you have to do is go to KPIX.com. New at noon, San Jose police have released surveillance video that they say shows a suspect blowing up a PG&E transformer. Take a look at this. This is from January of this year. Police say the suspect is there in that red circle. He's going up to the building on Snell Avenue soon after the suspect does something there and then rides away on his bike. And then you see smoke and an explosion. That suspect, Peter Karasev, was arrested last week at his home in San Jose. He is also charged for a second bombing in December. A search of his home found more homemade bombs and at least five guns. The ongoing danger was huge. Uh, the amount of potential material that we found within that location uh, be either caused a fire or caused a, an ex actual explosion uh, to the entire community, including the school just across the street, was, was large. So scary there with the school so close by. Police say they are still working to figure out what is really the million-dollar question for all of us, which is why the motive for both bombings. Right now, Sonoma County students are walking out of class this comes one week after 16-year-old Jaden Pienta was stabbed to death in a classroom fight at Montgomery High School in Santa Rosa with 27 students watching. The students will also march ahead of a school board meeting. 500 people packed a meeting last night where students told the superintendent to fix the safety issues and to do it now. Our Betty Yu talked to a student who isn't even in high school yet but says she really is afraid and she's afraid her school and the fights are already out of control. The concern about school safety and resources wasn't just expressed by students and parents from Montgomery High School at this listening session. It was shared by the community district wide. Students and parents made their fears and demands clear. They want to be protected and supported. Among the crowd of more than 500 people was eighth grader Alexa Torres. She already feels anxious about entering high school. I shouldn't have to go through those four years in fear. I shouldn't have to feel a sense of danger whenever I'm walking in the halls. The media wasn't allowed to record speakers during the listening session to respect their privacy. Alexa said bullying and fighting on her middle school campus are rampant. Watching somebody get brutally beaten in front of school, it's just like brutal. It's, it's not fun. It's definitely 
a weird experience I'd never thought I was going to have to see. And teachers have to break up fights and it's just like it's not their job. Students and parents demanded more transparency from the district, including better communication about threats on campus. Some called for the return of school resource officers or SROs. They were disbanded after the George Floyd protests in 2020. We have populations that feel like SROs are really safe for them, but it's really important to understand that we have a, a lot of people that feel like um, it's almost a re-traumatization of something that they've experienced in their life. Melissa Stewart runs an after-school program that serves many teens from Montgomery High School. We hear about fights almost daily and then, you know, some of the bullying that's happening on campus. It's a common conversation that we're having with our youth. Alexa said she noticed student mental health worsened since the pandemic. Until a couple months ago, I didn't even know we had a school therapist. These things need to be made known and made aware and that's the only way students are going to be able to get support. There's 500 students at my school and two counselors. The superintendent says she plans to visit all school campuses and assess the needs.